0: Welcome to the Merkel Treehouse. Today is Sunday, April twenty third, twenty twenty three, and I am your host, Audrey Merkel. We have an exciting show planned for you, so let's not waste any time and jump right in. The U.S. House of Representatives are locked in a debt limit dispute and often performed political drama where sides switch depending on which party is in power. But we've seen this dog-and-pony show many times before. It is a distraction to provide cover for the corruption that has come to light in regards to congressmen using insider information to enrich themselves on the stock market. Morton Anger is standing by with details. Morton?
1: My fellow Americans, I come to you now from the casino floor of Bellagio's in Las Vegas. I'm surrounded by flashing lights, chiming sounds and the unmistakable hum of excitement. Rows and rows of electronic games of chance stretch out before me, each one beckoning with the promise of a big payout. Video slots with their complex graphics and immersive themes offer a modern take on the game. Meanwhile, electronic roulette and craps tables offer a high-tech twist on classic casino favorites. Despite the lure of the big win, I know that these games are ultimately designed to put the player at a disadvantage. While gambling can be a risky way to spend your time and money, at least the players know the odds are stacked against them in favor of the House. But unfortunately we can't say the same thing about our representatives in Congress who are acting more like day traders than public servants. They're using insider knowledge to enrich themselves, leaving the American retail investors out to dry. It's a downright shame and a betrayal of those they were elected to represent. I come to you today with a fire in my heart and a rage that cannot be contained. It is an affront to the very fabric of our democracy that members of Congress continue to engage in the despicable practice of trading stocks with inside information. As if their power and influence were not enough, they used their positions of authority to line their pockets with ill-gotten gains. It is sickening to learn that at a time when our banking system was in crisis, members of Congress and their families were selling bank stocks left and right, putting their own financial interests ahead of the well-being of the American people. And this is just one example of the rampant corruption that exists within the halls of power. These so-called public servants are supposed to represent the best interests of their constituents, not use their privileged information to enrich themselves. It is a betrayal of the trust that we, the American people, have placed in them. We must demand better from those who claim to be our leaders. Efforts to pass legislation to limit or ban this unethical practice have stalled, and it is time for us to demand action. We need to hold our elected officials accountable and demand that they put the needs of the American people before their own financial gain. We must demand a government that is transparent and accountable, that serves the people and not the interests of the few. We deserve better than this, and we must fight for a better future for ourselves and for future generations. Let us rise up and demand an end to this corrupt practice. Let us demand that our elected officials serve the people and not their own self-interest. The time for change is now, and we must not rest until our voices are heard and action is taken. Thank you and good day.
0: Thank you, Morton. If those in power insist on tilting the scales in their favor, our only viable recourse is to opt out and invest in an asset with a level playing field. Real estate requires upkeep costs. The gold market is easily manipulated with the proliferation of gold-backed certificates. The only asset that ticks all the right boxes is Bitcoin. Joining us from Flow Yoga Studios in Ventura, California, is the one and only Maya Moonshadow. Maya will be sharing her expertise on a topic that's particularly relevant, given the recent news out of Washington. How to protect your spiritual energy from the negative vibrations of our corrupt leadership. Maya, we're thrilled to have you with us today. The floor is yours.
2: Greetings fellow seekers of truth and higher consciousness. Corruption can be seen as a distortion of the natural flow of energy in the universe. When individuals engage in corrupt behavior, they are essentially manipulating and perverting the universal energy for their own selfish purposes. This not only creates an imbalance in the natural order, but it can also have a ripple effect on others, causing harm and disruption to their own energetic fields. In a sense, corruption is a low vibration energy, that is in direct opposition to the higher, more positive vibrations that many of us strive to cultivate in our lives. When we engage in actions that are aligned with our highest selves, such as acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity, we contribute to a positive collective energy that benefits all beings. Conversely, when we engage in corrupt behavior, we contribute to a negative collective energy that can bring harm and suffering to ourselves and others it is important to recognize that we are all connected through this universal energy and that our actions have an impact on the world around us by cultivating a greater awareness of our own energetic vibrations and striving to align ourselves with the highest good we can contribute to a more positive and harmonious world buying Bitcoin is not only a wise decision but also a way to protect your spiritual energy from corruption the decentralized nature of Bitcoin which operates independently of any central authority, makes it immune to the corrupting influences of power and greed that plague traditional financial systems. To put it simply, when we make choices that prioritize the long-term over instant gratification, we elevate our vibrational energy and contribute to the higher, more positive energy of the universe. This is why it's so important to consider the impact of our actions on ourselves and others, both in the present and the future.
0: Namaste. Namaste, Maya. Your message is a crucial reminder to adopt a low-time preference lifestyle for the betterment of our society. Coming up next, we have the esteemed Professor Pinto Pete, who will be sharing part one of his Bitcoin white paper lecture series. Get ready to learn, as we dive deep into the world of Bitcoin and its technical foundations with Professor Pinto Pete.
3: Howdy, y'all. It's Pinto Pete here just sitting with all my buddies around the fire, and we're just a-singin', strummin', and fiddlin' underneath the light of the full moon. Let me tell you, it's a mighty fine evening we're havin' tonight. So round about 2008, the housing market was in shambles, and the economy was teetering on the edge like a drunken cowboy on a bucking bronco. But then a sharp dude named Satoshi Nakamoto come around and said, There's too much dang trust in the system. And he was right. But he didn't just keep it to himself, no Siri. He wrote it all down in a document called the Bitcoin White Paper and shared it with the world. Today I want to bring you part one of my Bitcoin White Paper lecture series. Now I ain't gonna lie, this is some pretty heavy stuff, but we'll take it step by step. In this here part, we'll cover the abstract and introduction. The abstract of this here paper starts by talking about a real neat idea for making payments online without having to rely on no banks. See, the problem with online payments is making sure that folks ain't cheating by spending the same money twice. But this paper proposes a solution using a system where folks can make payments directly to each other, without the need for no middleman. Ain't that something?
0: But Pinto, how can folks spend their money twice? That don't even make sense.
3: Well, now, Curly, it's called the double spending problem, and it's like trying to use the same dollar bill to buy two different things at the same time. It just ain't right. You see, digital media is a funny thing because it's just a bunch of ones and zeros that can be copied and duplicated with no effort at all. Kind of like fiat money if you catch my drift. Now when it comes to making payments online, things can get real tricky if you don't have a trusted third party like a bank to keep things in check. See, without that third party there's no way to ensure that digital money hasn't already been spent. It's like trying to navigate a maze blindfolded partner. We see in the introduction of the white paper, it says that the internet relies on banks for electronic payments, but that ain't the most reliable way to do things. You see, banks gotta play referee when there's a problem, which can make things real slow and expensive. So Satoshi had a solution. Have y'all ever heard of a cryptographic proof? N- uh, no, I n- n- never nope, heard of it. can't say that I have Pinto. No sirree, Bob. Okay, let me back up a second. A cryptographic proof is a real fancy term, but it's actually pretty simple when you break it down. Think of it like a secret handshake. You and your amigo have a special way of shaking hands that nobody else knows. And when you shake hands that way, you know that you're talking to the real deal. Now, in the case of digital currencies like Bitcoin, cryptographic proof is kind of like that secret handshake. It's a way to prove that you own a certain amount of Bitcoin without actually revealing your private key. It's like showing somebody that secret handshake to prove that you're the real deal. So, in the white paper, Satoshi writes that what we need is an electronic payment system that don't rely on trust. We need something based on cryptographic proof that'll let any two folks who want to trade with each other do it without having to rely on some fancy pants third party. So the white paper says there's a solution for solving the double spending problem. It talks about using a peer-to-peer distributed timestamp server to prove the order of transactions. Now folks, all that technical stuff is mighty important but we're going to have to save it for part two of this here white paper lecture series. That's when we're going to roll up our sleeves and really get down in the weeds to teach you how the Bitcoin network works. It's going to be a real doozy, let me tell you. But don't you fret none. We'll be taking it nice and slow and breaking it down into chewable bits. Y'all come back now for the next episode of the Merkle Treehouse, where we'll continue our discussion. Thank you kindly for listening.
0: Thank you, Pinto. Don't forget to tune in this Wednesday for part two of Professor Pinto Pete's White Paper Lecture Series. We'll continue exploring the fascinating world of Bitcoin and the technology behind it. You won't want to miss it. To wrap up today's show, direct from the Church of Sound Faith and Life, it's Sunday service with the good Reverend Smith. Reverend.
4: My dear brothers and sisters, I understand that you may be disheartened by the news of corruption in Congress. The news that our elected representatives continue to buy and sell stocks and other financial assets in industries that intersect with their official duties does not shock me in the least. But it may leave many of us feeling discouraged, wondering what can be done to prevent such corruption from occurring. However, let us not lose faith in our own values and practices. As we gather here at the Church of Sound Faith and Life today, We can take heart in the knowledge that we practice sound money habits by buying and hodling Bitcoin, and we trust in the Lord. The Bible reminds us in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. While we cannot control the actions of others, we can control our own actions and choices let us continue to live our lives with honesty, integrity, and a commitment to doing what is right. As we do so, we can find comfort in knowing that we are shielded from the corrupt machinations of the political elite. Let us also remember the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As we focus on laying up treasures in heaven, we can find peace and contentment in knowing that our true wealth is not measured in material possessions or financial assets, but in the love and grace of God. So let us not be disheartened by the actions of others, but instead let us continue to live our lives with faith, integrity, and a commitment to doing what is right. As we do so, we can be confident in the knowledge that we are following in the footsteps of Jesus and building a better future for ourselves, our families, and our community. May God bless you all.
0: God bless, Reverend. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this episode of the Merkle Treehouse. Please join us again on Wednesday for the very best in Bitcoin Mindshare. I'm Audrey Merkel, once again reminding you to keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Horace Morris and the Merkel Treehouse Band. Hi, this is Eli. Find us on Twitter at Merkel Treehouse. Please follow us.